0: Blog Talk Radio. Truth and the Word, on Christian Survival Radio. It's the uh, 25th day of January 2018 at 7.30 a.m. on the east coast of the United States. Let's go to prayer before we get into the Word of God. Precious Heavenly Father, we lift you up today that all men might be drawn unto you. We ask you, Lord, to anoint this broadcast for your glory that it might do what you've set forth to do. Let us decrease that you might increase. You know, every heart, every mind today is going to be listening to this broadcast. We ask you to touch them. Save souls, deliver. Set free. Lord, touch lives as you send forth your word. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Pardon me. Our text today taken from the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus. 12th chapter. Of the book of Exodus, God about to enforce the last plague upon the Egyptians, who had held God's people in check, who had held God's people in bondage for four hundred years, prophesied in the uh, in, in Genesis, I believe, to uh, to Moses or Abraham, I'm not sure which one, but anyhow, it was prophesied. And the people of God had cried upon up to him for 400 years that they might be delivered from this awful, horrible bondage, this bondage where this, this um, usurper, this dictator pharaoh, held God's people in bondage where they literally had no lives at all. They were a miserable people. Uh, Pharaoh did not take account for them. They were simply uh, pawns in his hand. But all this come about because uh, he was afraid that they would, the Bible says there rose up a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Now, we know how Joseph went to Egypt. We know how he got there. You should. Sure? You can read it. Book of Genesis, and how he brought his family there, 70 people, I believe, and they 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 spanned out in Egypt and became numerous, and Pharaoh brought them into captivity because he was afraid that if there was ever wars, that the uh, the Jews would not fight with him, but they'd fight against him. In other words, he was afraid of the people of God, so he put them under bondage. And the Word of God says that that the people of God cried out that they might be delivered from under this horrible hand, this horrible bondage, this uh, uh, tyrant named Pharaoh. Um, It's always men to uh, uh, bring under bondage other men. This is the way that it is ever since the fall and There will always be tyrants until the end of this age where the Bible says that Jesus Christ will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. Uh, He's king of kings and lord of lords, and the Bible declares that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of God and his Christ. So the Bible states, the word of God states that, that God will bring an abrupt end to all tyranny face of the earth. Or those that put their trust in him will be set free from tyranny. The coming a day when the only one that will rule will be Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's that's just the way that it is. This is what's coming. You're not going to stop what God has ordained, what God has implemented. The plan of God will not be aborted by flesh and blood, or any man, or any government, or any any tyrant, or any king, or any prince, it doesn't matter, because all, the Bible says, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, the Bible says that this this last plague, you can read about that in Exodus chapter 11, where the Lord says, I'm going to put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel, I'm going to make a, a distinction. A distinction. Uh, the, uh, the blending will not be there anymore. That uh, the people of God will be marked those that believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that we need to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So the last plague was going to be the death angel coming through Egypt and Retrieving or taking the firstborn of every man and of every beast. This is the final blow unto Pharaoh and his his, uh, uh, kingdom of tyranny. And I titled this uh, broadcast today. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, we are uh, in January. It's our first month. Uh, January named for the mythical god Janus, which means the one of two faces. So, but the beginning of months was different in the Jewish calendar. And this is the divine calendar. The Lord is about to implement probably, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but probably his greatest feast, which is the Passover, which depicts the shedding of blood. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. That sin's penalty is always death. And we're going to read in chapter 12 where <clears throat> Death was not placed upon those that applied the blood, to those that followed the instructions of God, to those that got under his umbrella, so to speak, and followed Passover lamb. So in Exodus chapter 12, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Now the Lord Jehovah, Yahweh, the self-existent one, the eternal one. We've spoke about that many times. He says, I am that I am. He always was. God was not created. God was always the I am. He spoke unto Aaron. Of course, Aaron and Moses both were the tribe of Levi, which denotes the Levitical priesthood under the uh, this particular time, under the direction of Moses' brother, Aaron. And he says, in the land of Egypt, now, the land of bondage. Verse 2 says, this month, very important verse here, shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, month means new moon. New moon. The New beginning, a time when the slate is wiped clean and there's a new start. There's a there's a a, a a a thing called Jubilee in the Old Testament that speaks of every 50 years that God would declare that the 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 slate was wiped clean, that all things were made new, that all debts were forgiven, those that were slaves would be set free. And we'll no longer be slaves. This is all a type of the work that Jesus Christ does in our life. True freedom when it comes through the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, when it comes through accepting him as Lord of your life, understanding his sacrifice, understanding his resurrection, understanding the fact that he's Coming soon, the Bible declares in like manner of understanding that he's king of kings and lord of lords, that the only one that has power to forgive sins or eradicate sin is none other than Jesus Christ. No man has power to forgive sins because man himself is sinful. The only one that can forgive sins is God Almighty, his son Jesus Christ. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. This is a new beginning. The, the, the word begin, new beginning means Rosh. There's a feast called Rosh Hahana It's a new chapter. It's a time of excellence. Beginning of months is the first the head month of those that are to follow. Something different is happening. After 400 years of waiting on God to deliver them, finally, newness is coming into their lives. They have cried out 400 years. Only God knows the pain. That was suffered by the Jewish people under this tyrant, where he was a type of Satan, this tyrant Pharaoh, for 400 years. They cried and begged and pleaded. And God finally raised up from amongst the government of Egypt, the prince of Egypt, which Moses, and Moses was not a man of bondage. He was not born into bondage. He was, but we know the story. He was placed on the river, and Pharaoh's daughter found him and brought him into Pharaoh's house and nurtured him and raised him and groomed him actually to be perhaps a Pharaoh himself. But God interrupted that and called him out of a palace, put him in the wilderness on the backside of the world for 40 years and taught him and guided him in his ways and directed him to go into Egypt and declare to Pharaoh, set my people free free we hear a lot of freedom but the Bible declares that those at the sunset free is free indeed so a new beginning it's also a time of floods the spring of the year the spring of the year it's a time where um, the Jordan overflows its bank the time, the time of planning the time of newness this is when the children of Israel crossed over on 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 onto the other side where the Ark of the Covenant went before them. It was a time of when the Jordan was flooding. This was a what is called a Kairos time, a appointed time. Now the the month, so to speak, and in the Bible is described as a bib, Nisan, and which means the month of April. Exodus 13 and 4 says, The day come ye out in the month of Abib. It's the first month of the year. It's a brand new start. God is going to do something radical. He did something radical to deliver his people. And that radical thing was to shed blood. He did this in Genesis when Adam and Eve fell, and they tried in their own efforts to cover their sins and cover themselves and cover their shame with fig leaves. But the Bible says God slew an animal and covered them with skins, the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, no remission of sin. The Bible says that the life is in the blood, and i placed the blood upon the mercy seat, upon the altar for an atonement for your sins. The song says, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, we can't circumvent this. We can't go in another direction. We can't form a new religion. We must look unto Jesus Christ and we must look unto him crucified because he is our deliverance. He says in verse three, speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel. In the tenth day of this month, They shall take to them every man a lamb. A lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Now, a lamb, of course, is the God's sacrifice. God's sacrifice. John the Baptist, the six-month elder to Jesus, actually his cousin, saw Jesus coming down to the Jordan. The Bible declares in John 1.29, the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which does what? Taketh away the sin of the world. You say, you talk a lot about this. I think it's very important that we realize that Christianity is based upon a blood sacrifice. Not just any, but the blood sacrifice. Of Jesus Christ that perfect undefiled no guile Lamb of God which is none other than Jesus Christ he is the author and the finisher of our faith what he did at the cross delivered us every provision that we need is in the cross justification sanctification you're coming glorification your mental health, your physical health, your attitude, your situations, your incoming, your outgoing, all depends on our faith in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Now, the, the tenth day of the month is a, a decacord. The, uh, the Hebrew means uh, a, a, a ten-string instrument. Now, this lamb could be a sheep or a goat. A, they call it a kid. So, verse 4. If the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next under his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Now, here we see that everybody... As to eat of the Lamb. No exceptions. Denoting our personal salvation. The Bible declares that we need to personally hmm, search out our own salvation with trembling and with fear. Everyone had to be a partaker of the Passover. You cannot be saved unless you accept Jesus Christ. Salvation is found nowhere else except your acceptance of Jesus Christ. You're inviting him into your heart and to your life. Verse 5 says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. The word blemish there means one with integrity, one with truth, one with, who is sound, one who is undefiled, a perfect picture of Jesus Christ. That's why John said, Behold, the Lamb of God. See, the new beginnings come through the Lamb. We're going to find this, that the start, the, the start of the new year, Passover. I know we celebrate the Passover in the spring of the year and what we call Easter or Resurrection, Resurrection Sunday. But this blemish means that which has integrity, the perfect Lamb of God, with all truth, of all soundness, undefiled, No guile, the Bible declares, found in his mouth. Now, the Bible says in Malachi 1.14, But cursed be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male, and vowed and sacrifices unto the Lord a corrupt thing. In other words, not given the best. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. My name is dreadful among the heathen. So we see the picture of not giving God the best, not giving God the first fruits. The Bible declares we are to give ourselves as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable for God, which is our reasonable service. The best. So we are to give our, of our best we give of ourselves. We do not even belong to ourselves. Paul said, I live and walk and talk and have my being in Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter 1.19, the Bible says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's why John said, behold the lamb. Man, what a statement. Now, maybe to a lot of people didn't mean a whole lot but to the Jews the first thing that popped in their mind was sacrifice was Passover celebration where thousands of lambs were killed every year it's a type of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ verse 6 says And you shall keep it up the day of the same month. The whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. The evening uh, there depicts uh, around 3 p.m., which is the exact time that Jesus gave up the ghost on the cross. And they shall take of the blood, verse 7, Strike it on the two sides of the post on the upper door post of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. They shall take of the blood. Now the Bible declares that the blood goes in the base, and this is in the latter part of Exodus chapter 12, and they would took a hyssop. Let's, let's read Exodus 12:22 and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, which is a small middle Eastern plant, and dip it in the blood that's in the basin, strike the lentil and the two side posts of the door that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of the door of this house until the morning. This, this uh, plague of death. <laughs> this final final last plague, this final blow to Pharaoh and the Egyptians before God's people leave. And says you can't go outside of the blood. You can't leave the protection of the blood. Well, the emphasis today is placed well, we don't believe in a slaughterhouse religion. You know, the blood doesn't really have anything to do with ever people say, I don't really believe you have to plead the blood, really. The blood's the basis for our salvation. That's what the devil wants. He doesn't want anybody looking at the blood or pleading the blood or or having faith in the blood. But that's the basis. It's the shed blood of Jesus Christ, which here the death angel was, 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 was aborted from coming to the houses of those who had the blood over their doors. And when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said that he destroyed every work and every Power and principality, every work of evil was destroyed and defeated. Cross. Verse 8 says, They shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread. Now, leaven depicts sin in the Bible. Leaven is sin in the Bible, so unleavened, without sin. And with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Bitterness of the cross, the bitterness of what Jesus Christ went through. But it says, you shall consume it all. You'll eat all. In verse 9, he says, eat not a bit raw, or sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with pertinence thereof. Verse 10 says, And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. That which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus, now listen, verse 11. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded. That means there's coming a mood. Coming I mean, a time when a transition, a a period when things are going to change. In other words, ready yourself. loins guarded the the men in the Middle East, uh, women too. I guess wore robes of sort, and in order to leave in a hurry, they had to be pulled up so that they would not step on them. So there would be no tripping. And it says, gird your loins, put on your shoes on your feet. For our feet are shed with the preparation of the gospel. And your staff in your hand. Staff in the hand is the word of God. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. You've done nothing in yourself to deliver Yourself, you cannot deliver yourself. I'm sure a lot of blood was shed before this Passover, but it did nothing. But it, the implement, the, the, uh, uh, the beginning, God implemented the Passover, and God says, "This is." what will change your life. What I have ordained, what I have set before you, my plan was Jesus Christ crucified from the foundation of the world. He says, get ready to move because changes are coming. Mm. Get ready to move. Get ready to go in a different direction. You're going to leave Egypt. You're going to leave all this bondage behind. It could be a new thing in your life. I mean, this was probably some of the early people. This was something wow. They they have lived for years under bondage. They had never known nothing else except bondage. And our in our modern world, there's people like that. Too, that they know nothing but bondage, they they have no hope, you can ask people, and I'm sure you've heard it, you say, how, how are you doing today, well, same old thing, just different day, where people say, how's it going today, oh, just another day in paradise, of course, it's, they don't really mean that. That men grow weary of this world. Men grow weary of the implements of this world. Men grow weary of the struggle of this world. But God says, I'm going to give you a new month. I'm going to give you a new beginning. But we don't have to take our farm animals, our lambs, our goats, whoever it might be, and shed their blood. We have to look unto the Lamb of God that John talked about and behold him who takes away our sin, who delivers us, as I said before, that everything that we need comes through the cross of Jesus Christ. Spiritual, physically, mentally, financially, wisdom, knowledge, grace, mercy comes through the blood. My, the blood will never lose its power. In the verse 12, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against, listen, all the gods, little g, of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Remember what he says there in, in, in uh, Exodus 11, 12. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue, against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord... But put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel, a division. Pharaoh wasn't going to repent. He never did repent. His heart was hard. I know the Bible says God hardened his heart, but he chose to. He could have. He could have avoided all the plagues, but he didn't because of his pride. Because of his pride, he said, "I'm raw. I'm God." (laughs) Really? Well, he wasn't. Isn't it? Never will be. There's to the, the say today, I'm God. No, you're not. You're not even close. But you're going to stand before the real one of these days. So we're giving the count. Pointing down the man wants to die, and then the judgment. There's no God. But Jehovah. But God, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. that I will execute judgment. The Bible says today that judgment begins at the house of God for us in our modern era. you see, this is the reason that the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, was, was instituted in Acts chapter 2, because we are the instrument by which God is going to move. On this rock I shall build my church, the Lord said Jesus said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This is what he says here. I am the Lord, (laughs) denoting there's none other above him, that Pharaoh was no match for him, and the gods of this world, and the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4.4 four says, The God of this world has blinded the mind of the people. He also will, according to the word of God, and I believe what the word of God says, in a time and in a season, I am the Lord. <laughs> beginning and ending. Now in the beginning from the ending, Not confined by time, not confined by men, but he is. Told Moses, tell them that I am, have sent you. Verse 13, and the blood shall be to you for a token, a sign upon the houses where ye are. And when I listen, when I see the blood, when I see your obedience, when I see your acceptance of my plan, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt, when I see the blood. Now the Bible declares that Jesus Christ was obedient even unto the cross. The Bible says, he that knew no sin became sin. So we look today to Jesus Christ, the one who shed his blood, our Passover lamb, our new beginning. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Come unto me, ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you you rest he he desires to give people a new start a new even Christians who have become in a spiritual rut even Christians today who are crying out for deliverance from this or for that he can give a new start a new beginning And this day, verse 14, shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast, and we words, just celebrated every year, to the Lord throughout your generations, you shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. So you see how the Lord through the process I think there were seven plagues, I'm not sure. Seven. Made the lives of those that were in bondage. That day, that time, and the twinkling of an eye, when he instituted the Passover, and when the blood was shed, and the death angel come by, and the Bible says they had their loins girded up, their shoes on their feet, their staff in their hand, because God was about to do a new thing. Gird up your loins. Put your shoes on your feet. Don't sit in the corner and think, well, I've heard this stuff for years, and I don't see it happening. I believe God for this or that for a long time, and I don't see it happening. But he says, it shall be the first month of the year to you. I know God speaks to somebody in this. Probably there was, oh, yeah, I'll kill my lamb. Yeah, I'll put the blood over the doorstop. But tomorrow we'll still be making uh,
1: <clears throat>
0: brick out of straw and mud. We'll still be under the the whip of of, of Pharaoh's minions. But not the case. <laughs> my, 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 not the case. We're in a period of time. One day, God... Delivered them and brought them out. You can read the account in the book of Exodus. We're not going to read it all today, but how God had the Egyptians show them favor and how the Egyptians told them to go get out of here, lest we all die. How many today are looking for a new beginning, a new start? This is January. This is the, the lunar month of January Jan is two faces one points to the old one points to the new behold I do a new thing I spoke before I believe God has spoken this year and said he's going to set things in order and if judgment begins at the house of God then order begins at the house of God so he's going to deal with these people Set in order our lives. If you want a new thing today, if you're tired of the old thing, maybe you've tried this and tried that. I don't know. There's so many implements in the world, so many roads that we can go down. We can Google our situations, our circumstances. Everybody's got an answer. But the answer is what I hold in my hand, this Bible, and the answer is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the only true help for mankind, everything else is a placebo everything else is temporal the only thing that brings permanence, the only thing that brings an eternal help is, is by knowing Jesus Christ by looking unto Him and believing that Him today will, He today will give you a new beginning, a new start He can wipe the slate clean, He certainly can He can forgive sin, he, the Bible says behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and He did it by the shedding of His blood He was the Passover lamb. So look unto him today. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Repent of your sin. Make a conscious decision to to turn. Make a decision that you're going to trust him, that you're going to denounce all the evil in your life, that you're going to put your life totally in his hands. the Bible declares he will help you. He said, my arm is not shortened and neither is my ear cauliflower. I cannot, cannot hear the cries of those that call upon me. Those are moving. And the moving will come to those that put their faith in Jesus Christ. The newness comes to those that put their faith in Jesus Christ. Precious Heavenly Father, we've done the best we could today. Though we feel like we stumble and bumble, but I know your word will go forth and we'll come back void. We'll do that what you sent it to do. You see the hearts of the people. You see the minds of the people. You see, Lord, exactly what they're going through. Lord, people are going through some stuff. I know they are. They hurt. Lord, they hurt. And I ask you today that those that have cried, those that have called out to you, Lord, you go to them in a mighty way that there be new beginnings in their life, a new thing, that, that they would get so excited, Lord, as you said, to put on your shoes and gird yourself up. The Bible tells us to gird ourselves with the girdle of truth and, that, Lord, to, to, to make sure our feet are, 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 are shed with the preparation of the gospel. That we are children of progression, not degradation. That we are children that's moving forward and not backwards. I'm going to ask you today, supernaturally that you touch the lives of those that are calling upon you today or those that reject you you're not going to go because, you, because you're a gentleman you're not going to force yourself into their lives Lord we have a choice for Joshua said choose you this day whom you will serve but those that have chosen you today Lord who see their shortcomings see their weaknesses and know Lord that there's nothing can be done unless you do it I'm going to ask you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, The sooner rather than later, I know the times are in your hands, I know our footsteps are ordered of you, but I'm going to ask you today, sooner rather than later, that you touch people's lives. To those that turn into the rope, to those that are losing hope, I ask you today, Lord, you said your hope is an anchor for the soul, and I ask you to touch them in Jesus' holy and righteous name you pray, amen and Amen. Until next time, God bless. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.